You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, January 6th, episode 3086, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, And it is Friday, and I'm kind of glad about that, to be honest. I know many of you probably are, too. Uh, You know, we talked Wednesday about Harrisburg, the farm show that's going to starting tomorrow. How it's just a good old batch of country fun right there. (laughs) That's right. Baked potatoes and milkshakes. Uh, Well, something else going on that we have to talk about is Wellington. You know, we talk about the World Equestrian Center, but Wellington was the first uh, big spot here in Florida for winter activities, and that's still continuing. That was bought out recently, and they're spending a ton of money fixing that place up, too. So the Winter Equestrian Festival is underway in Wellington. Get this. It's expected to have a $304 million economic impact to Palm Beach County this winter. It runs from January 5th to April 3rd. It's the world's largest and longest-running equestrian sports event. What do they do there? 4,000 families, 8,000 horses, and 250,000 spectators from 43 countries will converge on Wellington to compete in more than $12 million of prize money. Uh, It creates 2,500 jobs annually and uh, books 195,000 room nights at local hotels. Oh, my gosh. And it's all just jumpers and dressage and polo, and they just do a little bit of everything down there. Okay. Winter Equestrian Festival, that's WEF. Yeah, that's WEF. Okay. I've I've heard WEF before, but the the full name, sorry, I'm a little... No, that's, about it. If you haven't been, and Wellington's an interesting place. It's down, it, you know, it's it's right out of Palm Beach. And of course, lots Palm, of polo down there, right? Yeah, lots of polo, and it's right out of Palm Beach, so it's very exclusive kind of area. It's completely different than Ocala. Ocala, we have a lot of little farms, and, and you you can't afford a farm down there. Lots of racehorses in Ocala, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of polo ponies. And trail and- riders and stuff like that, whereas down there, you know, it's just rich people with farms yeah (laughs) so so it's a completely different atmosphere we always say when you go to wellington i usually go once a year to visit friends and stuff it just has a feeling when you drive into wellington it has a feeling and i always describe the feeling as tension it's kind of this overlay of tension because it's you know it's a serious competitive venue down there thousands of horses compete every week and it's just serious um, and it just feels completely different than when you go to Aiken or Southern Pines or Ocala or even Lexington. doesn't feel that way. It, and everybody that goes to Wellington will tell you it has a feel. And you don't – and most of us that don't live there go, yep, we're good for three or four days. It's like going to Disney World. You're good for three or four or five days or, or Las Vegas even is a better example. I'm good for four or five days and then I want out. 
You know, I, I mean, four or five days does a stretch for me. I'm not really good anywhere for more than three. <laughs> well, then Wellington's that got that feel. It's just different. You know, I encourage anybody that gets a chance to go to Wellington during winter season. You have to experience it. It's it's unique. Um, and it's, you know, it's obviously horsey, but but it's it's different than Ocala for sure. And apparently it's not losing any of its zest because of the World Equestrian Center. It's still going strong. <laughs> and, of course, Reese goes down there. She stays all season, uh, you know, because she competes down there for the dressage side of things. So, you know, I go down and visit her, too. But, yeah, a couple days, it's good. Then you That's good. Leave. We're good. <laughs> then you can leave. It's about a four- or five-hour drive from Ocala to Wellington. Uh, so, um, and a good day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do Daily Winnies. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> I have one birthday. I think you'll probably want to do the other one. Um, so one birthday is one of our spotlight riders from last year. I'm trying to line up spotlight riders for this year again. Um, I haven't got that nailed down yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, Rachel Rosenthal, speaking of Las Vegas, that's where she's from. And she, it is her birthday. It's somebody else's birthday too. Do you want me to play the song again? You just scared me half to death. I was like, oh my God, it's his birthday today. It's not until Sunday, I think. Yeah, that is correct. But I have to do the weekend birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, my dear, sweet husband, Chad. Happy birthday, honey. Happy oh, my God. Birthday, I saw Chad. his name on here, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot his birthday. <laughs> You're good. You're safe. I'm giving you a little warning so you don't forget. I'm helping you Thank out you. Thank welcome. you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, so for those who don't didn't listen Wednesday, I am supposed to be out of town right now. I'm supposed to be on a ski trip with my family. However, one of my horses that is supposed to that's here and supposed to ship out uh, decided to poke his eyeball and get an eye ulcer really severe so he's getting medication every three plus hours or every three hours and um with that so funny I didn't... tube thing stuck in his eyeball yes with the, I, I can describe it again for you if no you'd that's like okay <laughs> okay yeah he's a lavage system in his eye it's a big ma- it's it's just a yeah and um so i didn't get to go on the ski trip so I got a call last night. They finally got back in from skiing all day, my husband and my son. Now they're with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. My sister-in-law is a doctor. I'm going to tell you why that's important. Oh, no. um, yeah. So I get, I get this phone call or a text. Um, so Lucas just wanted to thank you for the brand new helmet that you bought him for Christmas. Because I'm not going to let my kid go skiing without a helmet. I didn't ski as a kid with a helmet, but. Things are different now. I and think everybody he, that I see on the slopes skis with helmets now. Yeah, it, it's 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 a bit of a big deal, especially kids. And um, apparently, he was in a ski lesson, and according to him, the instructor accidentally took them down a mogul's thing. And anyway, he goes up and apparently shoot into the air and then lands backwards and whacked his head. Ooh. Uh, apparently it was, you know, according to him, it was like near death experience. <laughs> and according to Chad, it's like a little dramatic. Um, but to him, he wanted to thank me for getting him a helmet. So just even, even in things like that, helmets are important. And I just wanted to 
kind of let that know. Yeah, apparently he goes to bed. He's like, I'm nauseous. And I was like, oh, my God, he's got a concussion again in the hospital. <laughs> my sister-in-law is a doctor. She's like, he's okay. He's a little dramatic, <laughs> so, maybe. A <laughs> little dramatic, a little overtired. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a full day. So they have two more full days of skiing. They'll be back. I think they get back on Chad's birthday. So I got a couple more days to shop. Uh, also, I got a, um, a phone call last night. And it was real, like, it's very surprising to see somebody's phone number pop up on your caller ID on your phone. And I was like, oh, it's Pat Roberts, you know, Monty Roberts' wife. And so I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. And I hear, Jamie. (laughs) Obviously not Pat. (laughs) No. It was Monty. <laughs> so I decided to publicly share the conversation that I had with him and, and hopes that some of you could help. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself at this point in my life as a virtual Craigslist of horses that are for sale or people that are looking for horses for sale. I'm like that horse for sale Facebook page in my brain. And, uh, so I bought people horses. I help people shop for horses. I help watch videos. I can see things in videos that a lot of people don't, you know, and all this stuff. So I get the call. Jamie. Hi, That's Monty. That's how he says it. Yeah, too. it is. Every time. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Everything's kind of raised at the end. Just. Uh, it goes yeah. up. The inflection always goes up at the last word. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in trouble. Like immediately you think you're in trouble. So apparently he has a client that is looking for a horse and he thought to call me, which is just the coolest thing ever that I get a call from. I'm still, I'm sorry. I'm still geek out. Like, I, I, so he's like, Jamie, I was like, yes, sir. I'm right here. <laughs> like, you don't yell over here. Uh, I said, uh, he goes, how are you today? He said, I'm great. Thank you. I hope you're well. What do I owe the pleasure of this phone call? And he laughs, you know, and, and he tells me that he's got a client who's looking for a horse. And I gave me very specific things, although we didn't ever talk budget. But I'm assuming if you go to Monty Roberts to find you a horse, you have a healthy budget. So what I'm looking for, what Monty is looking for, and by the way, he will be coming to see this horse. So no shenanigans will be had by anybody that I find because we will we will be looking at the horse. He, he will fly. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But anyway... A between a four and a 10 year old paint gelding paint gelding between four and 10 trained, like trained, like safe, safe between 13, three and 15 hands. So there you go. That's, I don't know what it's going to be used for. I've, I've, I've texted some oh, follow up questions and have pony horse. Between 13.3 and 15 hands, paint gelding. A little guy. Uh, Little guy. He said 13.2, but I was like, that's pretty small. I mean, you know, cowboys ride smaller horses. (laughs) So they're used to that. I'm not used to the small horses. So, yeah, between 13.2.3 and 15 hands, uh, paint gelding safe. So there you go. But, yeah, I just thought it was so cool that I got Jamie! (laughs) Phone call. It is so. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> it is how so how I he does you? it too. <laughs> yes, it is. And Pat's just heard. the opposite. She's she's always just kind of you know she's an artist, so she's mellow. You know, she's kind of mellow. I and that's what I was expecting. It was hello, Jamie. Yes. How are you today? So, she's an artist, and artists tend to be mellow. 
Um, I just wanted to say it was lovely to talk to you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to take our phone call. Jamie, I need a horse. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm throwing it out there. Also, for those who don't know, I have a horse for sale, so if you're looking for something, come find me. (laughs) Uh, One of the thoroughbreds, I assume. Uh, yeah, actually, and I think I talked about this in the post show, but I've realized that I am uh, a little, you know, I bought this horse from New Jersey with, he's a trained event horse. He's lovely dressage. Just, uh, he hasn't competed in like four years, but I bought him as like, I'm going to have a horse that's trained to ride. And in the about month to two months, it took from the purchase time to get him, well, my horse Ace and Miles are both going under saddle really well. And so now I'm like, well, dang, now I had no horses to ride, you know, <laughs> besides an around pin. And now I have three horses to ride. So I'm a little um, stretched thin. So I'm looking for a home for Did, him. Uh, Chad, like, pass out when you said you were going to sell one of yours? He's he's very supportive <laughs> <laughs> of this that endeavor. Again, he like we all like the horse. It's a nice horse. I just I just don't need him. And I, I'm I'm just asking for what I have in him, which is eight. I had his hawks done. This is not a Craigslist for me. This is not a really bad ads. Anyway, just if you know somebody looking for a horse, come find me. Okay. Sounds good. Um so did you uh you posted something else in here from horse? Oh Talk. yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you see okay, have you read the book The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse? Charlie Maxey wrote it. Do you think I did? You ha- It literally takes five minutes to read one. No, I, and I it's a lot didn't. of pictures. I probably didn't. No. Okay, well, I want you to Google that right now. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse at Google Images. It's a book that he wrote, and I'm, I haven't read it in a while, but it's, a, it's basically like this boy. It's not a whole lot of story. It's more just like inspirational type quotes, you know, like... It's the horse talking to the boy and the boy's like, I'm afraid. And he's like, well, he's like, I can't see it's dark. Well, can you see your next step? Yes. Well, then just take that. You know, it's a really deep, emotional, like really sweet, gentle things that are motivational and inspirational. Anyway, they made a movie and it came out on Christmas Day on Apple TV. And so I subscribed to Apple TV. They, they got me. It's about a 30 minute film and it is so cool. I'm going to click on the link because the names of the people that are involved in this are super impressive. Did, did you Google it? Are you seeing this? Yeah, of course I did. Ah, uh, you didn't, did you? <laughs> Big jerk. Anyway, um, Charlie Magsy, they're like, he does paintings, but they animated the whole thing. And I may be saying this to like, everybody already knew this, but it just came out on Christmas day. And I forgot to mention it uh, this week, but it's an animated short film. It's about 30 minutes long and it is great. It's so great. And it was done. Let's see the people that are in it. Idris Elba is the Fox. Tom Hollander is the mole. Gabriel Byrne is a horse. They got some serious people doing the voices, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And JJ Abrams, who did lost produced it and he's done a million things. And uh, Woody Harrelson is one of the producers. Like, I mean, this is a big deal. So it's great. And it's on Apple TV and I highly recommend it's like, you know, five bucks a month or something like that. And it's just one, one more app that I get to search for shows on <laughs> when I'm not doing to watch TV. So it's pretty cool. It was really good. And so I highly recommend it. 
Very good. Cool. And where, what was the name again? The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Which in my world, I, I usually say, I'm like, the horse, the dog, the fox, the the, the thing, and the boy. <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep them all straight, but I'm looking at it right now. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Anyway, it's about 30 minutes long, and it's great. That's quite I did, a cast for a short film. I know. Yeah. I mean, my it, and for a short film and that's for like J.J. Abrams, you know, who's done, uh, who's made a bazillion dollars in recent years. Ilja Idris Elba is like just amazing. I love him, and and he's the fox, and the fox doesn't talk all that much, but you know when he's talking. Oh. <laughs> I might I get goosebumps when he talks. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it was really good. So I just recommended it. Just wanted to let everybody know it was out there because most horse chicks love that book. All right. Very good. You're and, not a horse chick. So, yeah, no. And you know what? I, my, my parents didn't read. Jennifer taught. Apparently, Jennifer's mom was really good at reading fairy tales and stuff to her. All the kids books. For some reason, our parent, my parents did not. So I don't know any of them. I, I, you know, she'll talk about all these very famous kids' books that you've probably read to your son 55 times. I have no idea what they are. So when the movies come out about the kids' books, I'm like, I, I don't know. I have hmm. no idea. It's, a, it's a, not even a kids' book. It's just, it's I more know, for adults. I, I mean, I, I just have no fairy Did tales. you ever, see, one thing my husband and I did, both of us read The Black Stallion. And he read well, a lot of them. You made me listen to that. That's Black Beauty. Oh, okay. And yes, that's a totally different. But the Black Stallion, Walter Farley books, I'm like, gosh, that's why I like horse raising is because of those books. And uh, Chad actually read some of them, too, which was pretty cool that he also read books about horses. <laughs> uh, but then I was, uh, you know, I did. I, I mean, I've done them all. You that know, was I've the read early them years of the marriage. That ended after about four or five years. No, he read him when he was a kid. We no. just <laughs> talked about it. He okay. didn't do it because I made him. Um, but you know what? A book I just bought, which is I'm super excited, and we're going to have to have him on because he's been on our show a million times. Do you remember Steve Krause from Cornell? Yeah, yeah. The Farrier? Yeah, yeah. He wrote a He wrote a book. And it's called Shoeing the Modern Horse, the guide to the horse owner's guide to farriery. I didn't even know that was a word and hoof care and it has pages and books. It's I mean, pictures, it's pretty intense. Um, what I've learned about reading any book at all at this point in my life. Don't I do it before bed. <laughs> well, I had a step tracker and I would track my steps and I would make like 24,000 steps in a day, something stupid, you know, because like, I never sit down. So what I've realized is when I sit down to read, I got asked to join a book club at Christmas and I was like, I can't you read. They were like, club? I don't see that. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and they were like, we'd love for you to be in our book club. And I was like, here's what happens when I read. I read for about 45 seconds and then I fall asleep. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping that I just got the shoeing the modern horse. I'm pretty sure that that should keep me awake a little bit better. It'd probably put you to sleep, Glenn, but like I'm interested <laughs> I think in hoof care. Page. Yeah. But yeah. Steve Krause put him on the list to, to book because I'm, I like I said he he's now published author. Well, well, good for him. He's been coming on the show for ten years. Yeah, yeah, time. and I just know he doesn't like us. <laughs> yet he keeps coming on. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, I know somebody does like us, and that's Kentucky Performance Products. Let's take a listen. Thank God. To them. Yeah, we wouldn't be here without them. And then also Jennifer before the holidays caught up with an organization, a company called Horse B and B, and it's exactly what you would think. Uh, and she talked to them about how it works and whether you can be involved in either using the service or being part of the service. And then we'll come back with some really bad ads. <music> 
This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijoule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium-to-phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by Equijoule stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijoule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And I'm happy to welcome to the show today Laura Baker, who is the mad scientist behind a little outfit called Horse B&B and her partner in crime, Alyssa. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. Somebody wrote to me quite some time ago, and we've been playing phone tag a little bit, trying to get a hold of each other and find a time that was convenient to record. Mm-hmm. And they were curious about something called Horse B&B. More and more people are traveling with their horses, either to competitions or clinics or seasonally. And it's it's always been a struggle to find a safe and comfortable place that's also maybe even affordable to keep you and or your horses for either an overnight or a week or three or something like that. So, Laura, what prompted you to start Horse B&B? Well, like you just mentioned, it was exactly that. Um, I've been showing horses for since I was a little girl and traveling to shows across the country. I'm originally actually from Canada, so I know all about weather problems. Um, And, yeah, once we kind of got bigger into horses and my parents did the whole like truck and trailer and we're traveling to different shows and stuff across the country um, internationally for us. It was always such a struggle to try to find a like layover spot. You're basically relying on word of mouth from people in the horse industry. And, and as we know, when you're traveling with horses, it's stressful and things don't always go as planned. So then you wind up in these situations where you have like breakdown with your truck or your trailer and you're not going to make it to your overnight spot. And now you're like, well, crap, what am I going to do now? Um, so I kind of just came up with this idea, like, it'd be really nice if there was a service being broken down one day on the side of the road myself, like trying to find a place to stay with my horse in the last minute. And I'm like, it'd be really nice if there was a service where you could just go on to like an app or something in this day and age, um, and be able to kind of pull up your map where you are and see who's in your area and where can you go and just book something pretty quickly, um, and get a space for your horse overnight. So that's kind of where it started. Um, and then as we started kind of coming up with the idea a little bit more and developing it, uh, we started coming up with like different aspects of like 
the short term and um, like overnight stays and then like kind of long term board as well and horse experiences. So kind of that's where it blossomed from. So from the point of view of someone who is going to host an overnight guest or a long term guest or an experienced guest, Mm -hmm. why as a owner of a horse facility, what what benefit does this have for me versus throwing up a Facebook post? <laughs> I think it just is the exposure of being able to reach more people. So having that platform where um, you can go, anyone in the world can just go. And like I said, just knowing where you are and where you're at, they can pull it up and see who's in their area. So you have that kind of exposure that you're going to get, um, you know, people pre-planning ahead of time. You're also going to get people like last minute that are needing a space and people from outside of your area. If you're just kind of throwing up a Facebook post, you're really just reaching out to your network of people. Um, So this gives you a farther reach and more opportunity. So how do I know that someone has reached out to me as a host? Do I get an email? Does it come through as, how, how do I know? Yeah, it's um, so you, you um, typically would have the app downloaded on your phone. So you'd either get a notification for the app through the app. Um, you also do get an email. And then I think um, Alyssa maybe can chime in on this a little bit more. I think we've we've gone ahead and set up like um, text alerts, Alyssa. Yep, the notifications. Yep. So you will get all three, depending on it. Doesn't matter if you're on, you know, desktop or have the app downloaded. You'll get a notification on your phone, the app and an email. So somebody notifies me that they want to stay on Tuesday night. They're going to stay for two nights. What other information do I get about that potential customer? Do I do I get information like what size rig they have, or can I put that in my listing? Because in many parts of the country, the giant rig won't fit down the driveway or something like that. How much information am I able to get out there to my potential client? You can add anything that you want in the listing. And oftentimes when we have travelers going through there, they can message you as a host beforehand to say, Hey, I've got, you know, an eight horse. Can you fit it down your driveway? Is there a place to turn around? So you can actually message and ask your questions, traveler to host, um, before you, you book. Now, do I have to be a commercial operation to participate as a host? Let's say I have a little five acre farm that's only seven and a half minutes off of I-75 and I have three horses in the backyard and gosh, I have two extra stalls that the farm came with. I could rent those out part-time, but I'm not a boarding stable. Am I still allowed to participate as a host? Absolutely. Yeah, it's open to anyone. Um, anyone who wants to sign up is free to sign up. So that And that's like kind of the people that we really do want to reach is like if you're a barn and you have those extra stalls that are just sitting there, that's income potential for you. And, all, you know, not always easy for to fill those stalls. So that gives you a platform to kind of um, put those stalls out there and get that income. Does it have to be a stall? No, it doesn't have to be a stall because a lot of people, you know, they offer whatever their layover options are. It might just be a paddock or um, a turnout. A lot of people even do like round pen or field, uh, box stall. So you can describe all of that in your listing. We do encourage our hosts to kind of um, be as descriptive as possible and then also to upload um, images of exactly what they're offering to kind of make it as clear as possible to their um, potential people that want to come and stay. 
Alrighty, and now the elephant in the room. What about insurance? That's not something that we require for the app, but that is something that you would want to obviously have on your own farm if you were going to have, you know, other people there staying. So that would be kind of on the host. So you would want to make sure that you have an appropriate policy that covers you as the property owner in place. Exactly. Correct. All right. Yeah. Your your insurance that you have with your barn as a boarding facility or, you know, especially if you already have boarders in there, um, you, you would hope that, you know, the, that facility would have like a blanket to cover um, anyone that's coming on the property. And most, most barns do like waivers and whatnot for, for anyone that's coming on the property. But that is kind of on the host to um, up to their discretion of how they want to do that. All righty. So if somebody wants to become or look into becoming a host for, for Horse B&B, where do they go to find out more? Yeah, so they just can um, go to horsebnb.com or you can go on the app store either on your Android or iPhone and download the um, Horse B&B app. You just search it. It comes right up. Um, it's, so it's really easy. There we go. Thanks for stopping by, ladies. Thanks for having us. Well, one of our terrific sponsors is WinTech, and uh, we love the fact that they're a sponsor because Jennifer has ridden in the WinTech since I've known her. And you just got a new Wintech. So remind everybody exactly which one you got. I got the Wintech Wide Light. I call it the saddle for fat kids <laughs> because it's wide enough for Miles, my Andalusian, plus his heart. He's an air fern. Oh my gosh. And I, I couldn't find a saddle that fits him. So a friend of mine was like, I have this saddle that I use on my Andalusians. And she brought it over to me and I put it on him and I rode in a couple of days. Yeah, it's too, too, too narrow. <laughs> so I was like, I need like a tabletop saddle for this horse. Well, the Wintech wide light came through. It, it's not a tabletop clearly, but um, it's fantastic. It is the first saddle that has fit him. I'm so excited. And being that it's the light, holy cow, it's like five, it's like two pounds. I don't know. I'd lift it with one hand. It's fantastic. I think my stirrups are heavier than my saddle. That is crazy. How does it work for your butt? I love it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Wintex is you don't really have to break them in. They're kind of just like immediately yeah, that's you sit true. in them and they're kind of immediately comfortable. Right. That is and true. this one, the the thing is very sticky. Um, the the Wintech outside of it is very sticky. So um, being that I also, my um, fat kid is also uh, the spookiest and delusion spookiest horse in the history. Um, it's been great to sit <laughs> Those, oh my God, what is that? That's Lucas. He lives here. <laughs> Lucas walked around the corner the other day. Chad was like, he was down there. He's like, oh my God, does he do that all the time? I'm like, that was probably his best. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> so like, I don't, this horse is bred for war. We will charge into battle. Oh my God, a person that's nine. I'm terrified. So, but thank God at the Wintech, I was able to sit and stick it. No problem. And, uh, it's light and it's fits him. And I, I'm just in love with the saddle. So I'm just really grateful to have something, you know, when you put a saddle on that fits a horse, you just ride more relaxed. Cause you're like, I know this is comfortable for him. So your shenanigans have nothing to do with your saddle. <laughs> you know, if you remember when they came out back in the 90s, it was, it, if you had a WinTech, you were almost looked down upon. And now that totally has changed. You see everybody in WinTech. Oh, see, we didn't. All, all of the, the lesson barn I wrote at, everything was a WinTech growing up. Really? Everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I had, a, I mean, gosh, I wish there was a year on the one that I use. Cause I also use one for all my starter horses because sometimes they decide to lay down in saddles and things like that. It, it can be dramatic and I just, I can just hose it off. So it's great. And I've posted pictures of the saddle covered in mud. So it's, it's great. I, I, I've used it forever and I wish there was a year on it because I believe it was the first line. It probably didn't <laughs> even have the gullet change system. When no, there's no gullet it, change no. system in this thing. <laughs> no. And that's fine because I don't ride in it long enough to really have it affect everybody. Uh, you can't have a saddle that fits every single starter that comes in. So I have like the Eco Gold pad under it and then Wintex out and it's great. The whole system is great. And again, I don't worry about it because it's, you can just hose it off. Well, you know what I'm doing next week? I'm heading over to Ada, and I'm sure that they will have the Wintech saddles. You can find them at wintech-saddles.com. So this, so you guys that have been longtime listeners know that we go to the trade shows, and that's where the wholesalers meet the retailers, and it's next week is the big one. January is always the big one. Well, they've combined them now. It used to be oh, there so was fun. Wisa and Ada. So, And Jamie's joined us in the past at Ada when it was in Philadelphia, right? Yes, you drug my butt to Philadelphia. It was like two degrees outside, yeah, and I'm from Arizona. It was snowing. It was, it's always was snowing up there at that time. But so now they've combined the two. So Wiesa is kind of the Western trade show, and Ada is kind of the English trade show. So they're on two separate floors. Wiesa is about three times the size of Ada. But it's kind of cool now that we get to go to both at the same time. And it's at the Dallas Market. Now, the Dallas Market. I was there once this uh, back in the summertime, and <laughs> the Dallas market is like 15 stories. And what the first 12 stories are, are stores. They're, they're outlets for merchandise for stores. So consumers can't come in here. They have to, you have to be a retailer to get in there. But if you see little specialty shops in the mall and things like that, that's what these are. It has nothing to do with horses. So the first 12 floors is just gift stuff. And it is, these places huge. So each floor is enormous and 12 floors full of gift stuff that people come in, they go through and they buy for their shops. It's just incredible the amount of stuff that's in the world. <laughs> and then you get up to the two floors that's horsey stuff. And that's us. But it, it it's it was quite a place. <laughs> it's wow. It, you know, it would be a well, and Jamie will back me up here. It's a dream if you're a horse person to go. Oh to my gosh, I know. Set. I'm like, it's in Dallas. Maybe you can just go down there. And <laughs> you can, see you're welcome can... to come visit. We can get you in. No problem. Uh, it is it is an interesting place if you're a horse person. You know, it's all retailers and basically you can't buy It's where your there. tack shop goes to buy its stuff for yep. its tack shop. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and then, they get to see all the cool new stuff. And... and then me talking to everybody and getting interviews. So there'll be some new product interviews coming up here on Horses in the Morning over the next couple of months. I know you guys love those. We always hear about it. So uh, also auditors, we won't have a post show today, but I'm going to do a post over the weekend. Uh, it is the time of year when our focus group, we have 12 people in a focus group that comment on our shows. Uh, we allow them, we allow them, we release them from bondage. So there's some that are staying and some that are going. So I'm going to do a post over the weekend. If you would like to become part of the focus group, uh, which is, you, know, you just listen to the show and tell us how terrible it was. Exactly. It was. Just tell us what you like and don't like. Uh, Jamie doesn't read it. I read it. Um, and we, you know, we, we're going to need about six new ones, I think. So I'll post that over the weekend. So keep an eye on that. Well, something happened to me yesterday, Glenn. I would like to say, being that my family isn't here, I I haven't left the house 
at all. So uh, my farrier uh, invited me out for dinner last night with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom. So I actually left. I was like, okay, I need to be social. I need like to actually leave my house. It's been days. So I go um, and as I'm getting ready, I get this notification on my phone that there's a police chase going on in my area. And, you know, I'm about to get on the road and drive. I want to make sure it's not close. So I log on and I'm, I'm watching the the news feed and the reporters are talking about oh it. God, and the I hell- they only did that in California. No, <laughs> it was because this was a big deal. So this guy, and so I, I'm, I'm getting ready and I've got my phone sitting up. And so it's not anywhere close to me, but it got so interesting. When I logged on, there were the helicopters chasing him, the news helicopter, and they've had to call off all the police because he is going so crazy. They've, found out that it's a stolen car. It was a police stop and it was a stolen car. And he's in like some red SUV thing and like a suburban and he is just hauling. And when I logged on, they pulled the, the helicopter was like, we're going in excess of 120 miles per hour right now. That's uh really, oblivious. he is driving 120 miles an hour through like four way stops, just blasting through everything. The problem with this is I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. And I'm like, well, I've got to see how this ends, but I got to go. So <laughs> thank God for, you know, technology. I just put my phone in my car and was kind of like listening to it. And then I'd get to a stop sign and look down and see what was going on. And so I've got this police chase going on in my car while I'm driving and I'm listening to the audio. Cause I got to see how this ends because I'm hooked now. It was great television. <laughs> this guy was like veering, driving over people's neighborhoods, going through fences. It was crazy. At one point, he actually gets like pulled over and just blasts through all the police cars. By the way, let me go ahead and say that I'm saying this was entertaining because literally zero people got hurt. Zero. And he was arrested. He was caught at the end. But he goes through all these places. He, I think he's starting to run out of gas. And so he pu- pulls into somebody's house, like rural area, sees a guy's truck, gets out of his car, and the helicopter's falling. You can't go anywhere. Right. There's a helicopter following you. Runs over, jumps in this guy's car, this guy's other truck, can't find the keys, grabs something out of the door, and runs. Mind you, he's been there throwing while he's driving 120 miles an hour, throwing things out the window. So we assume that's probably drugs. So he's going 120 miles an hour. He pulls over, he goes to steal another car, can't get it. Apparently, what he did pull out of the car is the man's handgun that just happened to be sitting there in his in unlocked, an unlocked truck. car. Yeah. Welcome to Oklahoma. <laughs> I well, he, they interviewed him. He's like, usually my keys are in there. You know what? I'm like, dude, you can't leave your keys and a gun in a car. Just like he's like, we don't we live near nobody. Apparently, you live near somebody because somebody got to your house. So anyway, oh, Oklahoma. Great. The guy gets out, starts shooting, and he's driving this. He gets back in his like car, starts driving. They ended up getting him with like spikes put out because he's on like a rural area and he's going through fields. It was the most entertaining television I've seen in a long time. But again, because nobody got hurt, they end up getting him. They end up shooting him with like pepper spray and or like, they oh, call it like, like, he's lucky he just didn't get shot. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe they didn't. I mean, they basically like just let him run, just let like a wild horse, just let him run. And so they did. And, and, the, and the helicopter guy's like, I got about two more hours of fuel. I think I can outlast him. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. But here's the problem. When you're listening to a police chase, and you're driving at the same time you drive like a crazy person <laughs> i don't know what i was like oh my god slow down like i just at one point i was like i need to get up i just go through the grass like no you can't 
can't. You're a law-abiding citizen. What happens to people when they drive? Like, like I was, it was your crazy. adrenaline was up too, huh? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, just I got on the road at speed limit sixty-five. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in my truck going eighty. <laughs> like, slow down. But it was so intense and awesome. Anyway, that was my evening last night, and I did have dinner with my farrier and his lovely girlfriend and his mother who is a vet tech for one of the local vets. So it was really, really fun, horsey kind of evening. And um, I left my house and I was so proud of myself. I'm glad you got out of that. I need to leave the house today. You've convinced me that I actually need to leave the house. Yeah, do something you'll feel good about. Because like I... Like you, you're solo this week, and yeah. so you. I lose motivation to cook. I'm like, I, I had know. a microwave pizza. Like, I have no <laughs> kitchen, so it's like, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's do some really bad ads. What do you say? Sounds good. Pay it. I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right, it is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when we just have a little bit of fun with some ads that are submitted to us by our listeners. And uh, we have them from all over the place today, and we're starting out in Oklahoma. I found this one for you, and I want you to read it, and you better read it like you from Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't do Oklahoma so well. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the first sentence got me, actually. Fancy bro horse has whole, H-O-L-E, life ahead of him. Doesn't really any horse have his whole life ahead of him? He has his whole, but he only has a H-O-L-E, so it's like a whole <laughs> life ahead of him. He loves to work. $4,000 in Shawnee, Oklahoma. That's, is that near you, Shawnee? Uh, it's about an hour east, yeah. <laughs> okay. Grade ace, three-year-old, 15 hands have been living up in the stockyards a little, a little over a year working cows. Cows ate his tail. <laughs> 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 cows <laughs> mind, mind you let me remind everybody this has zero punctuation <laughs> maybe a comma or Plus, two. i haven't read it before cows ate his tail from being in the pens with him <laughs> side passes open gates short cows short cows he only does short cows yeah do tall cows pushes them ace is lovable and loves people ace is has a long stride and can go into any direction you want him to go in, barrels, roping, or even play days. Ace knows his leads and does not and stops on a dime. Ace was shooed 121022, <laughs> Shawnee, Oklahoma. Four thousand dollars for Ace, by the way, if you're interested. And he only chases short cows. So if you've tall cows, you need a different horse. Now here here's the thing about Oklahoma when you say words like stride. Mm. It's actually pronounced stride. Stride. <laughs> Is you know he's white and he's a long stride and he can go any way you want. Won't. <laughs> See, I didn't spend enough going. time in Oklahoma. We were only with you, and then we went into town where where like the college kids are. So yeah, no, I, I live I live close enough to the city to not talk like this. But the ice was shooed. <laughs> you didn't take us and introduce us to any of the local Oklahomans. Well, yeah, your I saw them last night. We met him. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he's no, he's he not Oklahoma no, he either. He's no, he, military. Yeah, he doesn't really have Oklahoma accent. No. No. 
Yeah, no, that was good. Um, Taylor sent in the next one. Oh. Horses. Oh, I saw two. I was trying to figure yeah, out the second the one. Yeah, middle one. Okay. Um, horse and horse tack discussion group in Kentucky. Okay. Does anyone have a stallion that they'd be willing to breed my horse with? I have a neighbor who has a proud gelding, and my mare is going into breaking my fence. She stayed over there. So it's not fence in, in, in Kentucky. Fence. She stayed over there for a couple days, and I couldn't get, I not couldn't get her to come home. I live in the Nelson County area. Wait, so your mare's a hussy, so you're like, mm, let's just breed her. Let's just breed Don't her. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh, Don't and by the do way, that. I would like a stallion for free. I, I'm not going to pay for that. Anybody want to <laughs> let your horse just, you know, have some, get some booty? So the way to solve the training issue is the breeder. Just breeder. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chantel Gel said. that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Chantel, who I used to work with at Bitter Britain for years and years and years, she sent her own ad in. Hi, Jamie and Glenn. This is Chantel in Pennsylvania, and I have a really bad ad for you. It's actually more funny than bad, but here you go. ISO, I need a small horse for a small adult amateur, dot, dot. Nothing solid that takes up your leg. She has no leg. Nothing sensitive and forward, as she is both. (laughs) Looking for an all-around type. Lower-level dressage trail small local hunter shows. Should be quite off property, preferably without drugs. Amy will be doing enough herself. Prefer gelding? Amy is not. Must have both leads readily and an easy canter. Nothing older than 12. Amy is 46. Budget to suit. Thanks. (laughs) I don't even know what I just heard. (laughs) Amy is the rider looking for the horse. But who has no legs? Uh, uh, the the Amy rider, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't keep up at the beginning either. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Okay, cool. Uh, good job, Chantel. Nikki sent the next one. Oh, you, you have the next yeah, one. Yeah, Nikki sent this one in. It's Jack for lease, $250 in Elmer, which is in New Jersey. Uh, so three-year-old for on-property lease. This guy is amazing and regularly ridden by a five-year-old on the trails and in the ring. He's 14-1, so looking for a smaller rider. Lease would include access to lots of trails and property and more trails five minutes away. A dressage size arena. When he turns four, there are jumps. He rides English and Western. Right now he's doing basic dressage. But when he turns four, I am hopeful he will do well in the hunter ring. He is very smooth, and most sure-footed trails have horse we have. Okay, so keep in mind, <laughs> what <laughs> you got a three-year-old being ridden by a five-year-old, and all he talks about is when he turns four. So when he turns four, this horse is going to be amazing. Right now, but is so it much. is it a horse? I mean, this is Jack for lease. Is it yeah, a horse a, or is it a I th- a Jack? I think it's a Jack. Or is his name Jack? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It's only two hundred fifty dollars, so I'm assuming. I'm assuming his name is Jack because they want to take him in the hunter ring, and I don't think they let don- donkeys compete in the hunter. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, 
I'm not sure. Hey, you know what? And that's why it's, it's a bad a, ad. It's a bad ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even in New Jersey, we have bad ads. Uh, thank you, Nikki. Uh, also, here is Michelle sent this one in. And Michelle is one of the most articulate people that we have submitting ads. Hi, this is Michelle Fuentes, and I'm here with a really bad ad for the Michigan Horses Facebook group. Morgan Mare in her 20s. Beginner can ride if paired with a best buddy horse and in familiar surroundings. Takes advanced intermediate if strange surroundings or riding alone. <laughs> Loads and pickets. No special feed or care. Make me an offer. I accidentally ended up with more horses than hay located in Michigan. <laughs> My ad clearly states make an offer. I will not respond to questions of dollar sign. No, videos are not available. Okay. If you're interested, set up a time to look and make an offer, period. I love it that she's just real truthful that she ended up with more horses than hay. Hopefully he finds a good home. <laughs> That's one of the things that I'm sorry. It, it is so easy to get a video these days. And if you can't give me a video, it's mean you, you haven't been messing with the well, horse and you're nobody, afraid of it. Nobody at that place can ride the horse. She can't yeah, get a video because so, nobody can ride it. Well, yeah, yesterday in, in the search for the horse for Monty, I messaged somebody um, about a little plain horse and I said, I'd love some videos. And so they sent me a video of them in this tiny little pen, not around, but like a little tiny paddock. And it's like muddy and they're just trotting. And each video is about 15 seconds and it's 15 seconds of the horse trotting with the rider on it, like bareback. And, and I was like, hey, can I get some... Uh, Canter videos? Like, you have any more? It's three hours away. I'm not going to drive three hours to go see something because we all know how that works. It's disappointing. And uh, further away, the usually, less likely it is to be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, she's like, well, it's too muddy. Okay. Well, let me know when it dries up. <laughs> you can get some canes. I'm not driving three hours to go see a horse one way that I don't have any video of. Sorry. That was me. Pending for a second. All right. Well, hey, here's the, here's the perfect horse. This is from Duluth. What is that, Minnesota? Yeah, and Steph sent this one in. Hello. And this is a Craigslist ad. Hello. I am looking to sell my sweet little mare. Her papered name. <laughs> Love quarter horse names. Her papered name is Little Joe's Spicy Affair, and I call her Kit Kat. Do you think Little paint. Joe went in the neighbor field when he wasn't supposed to, and that's where this thing came from? Oh, Little Joe, Spicy he went affair. and jumped the yeah. fence. Uh, was a, you know what? If Little Joe could hook up with the mare that was uh, a little horny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> her papered name is Little Joe's Spicy Affair. I call her Kit Kat or Paint. She is three years old and will turn four this spring. She is a very nice horse and really fun to be around. She has been saddled and rode a few times before I got here and three times by one of my friends. I do not have any pictures or videos of being rode. <laughs> what would you just say? What did boop, I just say? Boop. We need like a red <laughs> alert for these ads. She was pretty calm when we were jumping on top of her or just laying on her. I would consider her as green broke considering she has so few miles on her. Her two cons are not being <laughs> able to pick up her back feet 
And if you are a two-strap gal like me, she will buck and buck something to do with the sensitive of her flank other. Wise, if you don't use two straps, she's fine. What does that mean? What is two straps? Like a, the like a back Saddles cinch? have that strap that goes around the back. Uh, the, bu- I, the back I, cinch, yeah. strap or whatever they call it, yeah. We, But it's easy to teach them to take it. Okay. We are not teaching here, Jamie. We can't pick up the back feet. <laughs> we are not teaching anything. We got the horse wanting it to be perfect. It wasn't perfect, and now we're selling it. Little Joe's Spicy Fair is 14-2. Would make a great all-around horse with the right, right training. training. How many times have we heard that? <laughs> yep, that's Minnesota. Oh, my gosh. It was Minnesota the whole time. It's Little Joe's Spicy Fair. Oh, my gosh. She's three and will be four this spring. She's such a nice we, horse. We accidentally horse. end up with themes every week, and the theme this week is we're not training this horse. <laughs> you need or to do giving it. you any videos of the untrained horse. <laughs> Danielle sent the next one in. This is very tiny type. Uh, Royal Spanish Andalusian Horse Mare No Papers, $3,000. Oh, this is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I think. Andalusian Antsy Fans. A-N-C-C-E, that's the registry. Oh, okay. Here's your chance to purchase a majestic mare. (laughs) Papers were lost. Of course they were. But you can still breed and produce great foals. No. Just won't be able to get papered. Uh, Get with me. Serious buyers only. Approved homes only. Please no traders or scammers. Scammers. Oh, sc- scammers! You're right. Looking to place—it's a tiny type. Looking to place her into a permanent home, great for light riding, light older, stifle injury. No, but completely broke to ride. No, sixteen years not old. A, it's completely broke. Is what it is. <laughs> it's not a stifle injury. It's a sty. The Eiffel. <laughs> See, I wouldn't know how stifle was spelled in the first place, so I wouldn't That's know it was wrong. It. It's not S. I. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. 16 years old, very well fed, which means she's fat as a house, kept, and she's got a kind, loving temper. <laughs> Maybe you should have said temperament. <laughs> Experienced horsemanship required. When, that, <clears throat> when that's Why? the last <sighs> sentence, you know exactly that everything ahead of it, just disregard. Can I describe the photo of this yes. majestic yes. Andalusian yes. mare? It's a white horse that's like kind of got his butt to the camera, standing in trying to graze with a bunch of other skinny horses. That is, um, they, there's nothing on the ground at all. They're clearly, yeah. And and th- that I mean, you it could be an Andalusian. It could be. You ain't gonna tell by the picture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and how do it's you white, lose? Glenn, it's white. How do you lose papers to an Andalusian? I feel like that's an important piece. I have lost mm. papers before, though. I'm terrible. Yeah, but now I'm. Yeah, it's it's it's. But yeah, I feel like that's an important thing for a breeding horse. Yeah, an Andalusian breeding horse, a Royal Spanish Andalusian breeding horse. Mm-hmm. Mare with no papers. Oh, this next one. Oh, I did yours. You- I'm sorry, that was backwards. Sorry. You can should, do next one. should I do this one? Uh, it's, it's it's pretty long, but I'll go for it. Um, is this a Facebook post? I, don't know what I can't this tell is, what this honest. is. I can't either. Um, it, the title is, Help! My Pony Shrunk! <laughs> <laughs> 
Sadly, the 13 and 15 year old confidence booster pony I bought myself sight unseen last year was either washed on hot tumble dried or some setting occurred in transit, some settling. Alas, despite giving him nearly 12 months to quote mature, he hasn't made it past the 12 hand mark. Oh my gosh. It's at 15. Uh, meanwhile, my intermittent fasting binging on carbs has surprisingly not resulted in me losing 15 kilograms to justify being able to keep him. In reality, even a serious eating disorder or sanitized tapeworm will not reduce <laughs> my tallish stature to stop my feet interfering with his knees when I ride him. He's Don't. <laughs> Don't tell him, though, he shares the same delusion as his previous owner, wearing a five-foot rug and happily carting around a rider who's clearly far too big for him. Doogie is an unregistered Welsh pony who is genetically blessed with a broad back, ample saddle area with adorable little Welshy ears to match his very short legs, which make that much easier for him to slip on most halters and muzzles. Wait, slip. Oh, to slip most halters so he can get out of halters and most. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Literally, I tried it once and glimpsed what appears to be damage. I can only presume it is from excessive muzzling in a past life, judging by the knowing look of resignation I received the first time I fitted one. <laughs> His well-rounded condition clearly indicates that this has not hindered his eating ability. I have included trim and founder guard in his spring diet as much for my peace of mind as his welfare. Whilst previous owners struggled with his feet and laminitis, this is his second spring with us, and we have had no trouble with a simple controlled diet and regular hoof maintenance. Don't let his age whatever that might be, fool you. <laughs> Doogie is a sprightly, forward, cheeky, and fun pony. Not phased by dogs, chickens, turkeys, guinea pigs, motor... Guinea pigs? They're running around out there? <laughs> Motorbikes, machinery, nor if your reins accidentally end up his mouth, quote, somehow. He has demonstrated an equal lack of respect for most tack and is just as likely to not allow room for your saddle to fit past the gatepost. Adorable is an understatement. He is talkative and will come straight up to you in the paddock. Jump straight on no matter how long it's been, and he's keen to go. He's had education at some point, understanding all the basics, performing squirkles in the arena square circles. That's awesome. With ease, with mag some magnetic tendencies, if ridden a little too close to another pony or to the gate. Steady walk track canter on the lunge. He's equally happy in the round yard arena or out on the property. Previous owner used him to check fence lines and rumor has it he was the preferred mount for a game of horseback paintball. Ooh, there's nothing could go wrong with that. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? A bit of a fidget on the ground. He's happy going places with someone on board, feeling much safer than he looks. What? Feeling much safer than he looks. He's been the perfect confidence booster for myself getting back into riding, but sadly it's time for me to face the reality that I have no business owning a lead line height pony. <laughs> I have good. now I've now purchased the same model in a larger size, which 13.3, which allowing for shrinkage, arrived at the perfect 13 hands. Okay, I just looked up horseback paintball. And there's a place called Sammy's Ranch that does horseback paintball. Oh, God. Oh, God, poor horses. <laughs> I, had you ever heard of this? No. No, I, I. Why would you do that? A day in the life, paintball plus horseback. It's called we called paintball that falling off. Call uh, it the quickest way to fall off your horse. Go. 
Horse back paintball. <laughs> Uh, you, you and you know what protects it hurts you get welts when you get hit by paintball no this is a terrible idea that's not a thing it can't be a thing I don't even want to promote that thing no I'm just <laughs> I, well, I can't believe it's a thing Oh well, yeah, well there's we stupid go. people everywhere, Glenn. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so why don't we end on that one? That was uh, a long one. Uh, and thank you to Kayla, who sent that one in. And thank you to everybody who submitted. We didn't get to all of them today. I actually had to take uh, – dude, Jennifer usually puts these together, and I had to put them together. So if if you had problems with today's ads, uh, email Jennifer at Horse Radio. It's Glenn's fault. Email Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're going to call it a day. Now, auditors, we will not be doing a post-show today. i got some things I have to attend to. I have to medicate an eyeball yeah, again to, to a horse that, that literally hates me. Speaking I mean, of medication, me if anybody knows why all of us with allergies are having a horrible time all over the country right now, let me know, because mine have been, yours and mine have been awful. Mm-hmm. And I know other people that live in different parts of the country that have been awful. Aren't we supposed to be over that in the winter? Isn't that supposed to go away? It did, like... Uh, some sort of weed, right? Brag weed or something? I don't know, but I've been bad the last couple of days. I know you have too. So we're going to call it a day. We'll see you all back here on Monday. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you all soon. All right. Spain, neuter, gel. I'm looking for the closing music here. There we go. It's not rye green season.